Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and can even keep you from getting the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Listen, if you're like me, you hate doing admin crap. Number one, because you're not good at it. And number two, because you know it's taking you away from the stuff that actually makes you money. So why are you doing it? Do what I did. Go to worksbee.com right now and let them pair you with a real executive assistant. Once I started working with Cheryl at Worksbee, my income went up 40% in one month and my working hours went from 70 down to 40. It's a game changer. Go to workspeed.com right now, book a call, and tell them Walker sent you. If you do, you'll get two extra hours of service for free as a bonus. So if you're ready to finally stop doing the stuff you hate and focus on the stuff that makes you money, go to workspeed.com right now. That's W-O-R-X-B-E-E dot C-O-M. Tell them Walker sent you, and you'll get those two free hours. I'm Walker McKay, and I hate all the BS that happens in sales. The BS between buyers and sellers, the BS that salespeople believe when buyers tell them, and the BS that salespeople tell themselves that let them off the hook for doing the hard stuff. So today, I wanna share with you five things you need to be doing right now to grow your business. Right now, it is first or second week in July. It's hot as hell outside. You're telling yourself everybody's on vacation. Nobody's going to take my call. And what I would tell you, first thing is BS. BS. There's lots of work for you to do. And a lot of it concerns reaching out to your existing customers and to new prospects. So let me give you five things you need to be doing now. Number one, I want you to examine the goals that you set for yourself. Examine the goals you set for yourself in January or December, whenever you did it. Where are you on those goals? I'm not talking about the shit your boss gave you. I'm not talking about what your, what your number was that you've got to do of, you know, to make sales so that you can get your bonus. I'm talking about what you said that you would do. Oh, you hadn't done that? So here's what I want you to do write down a couple of things, right? I want you to write down, if I, you know, give yourself an idea. I want to, it's important to me that I'm able to do X, right? Monetary goal, perhaps. Maybe it's, um, I'd like to, if I get my stuff done, if I do what I want to do, I'll be, if I can make enough money, I can take my family on the vacation I want to take them on. Or I can buy a new car, right? Or I can add on to our house, and if you're struggling with what it is that you might spend money on, if you made another 20, 30, 50, $100,000, ask your spouse. Because my guess is they'll have some ideas of what, you should, what they would do with the money if you made it. As salespeople, you may say, oh, I'm not really motivated by money. That's fine. That's one of the worst things for a salesperson is not to be motivated by money because that is our currency. Now, I understand you get to a certain point and it's not the money anymore. I've got several clients that it is for them. It's, you know, it's, it's um, helping people and I get that. But ultimately, we got to get paid to live. That's our currency, right? So what are your goals for yourself? 
now, as you look at this, what do you need to adjust? So let's pretend you did your goals and you were going to be at $300,000 by year end. And now you find yourself at 100. And you say, holy shit, if I'm going to get to 300, I got to up my game. Right? I got to up my game. I got to do, do different stuff to help me get to where I need to be. And I don't care what your excuses were coming out of the pandemic. So-and-so let me down. My company sucks. Whatever that is, that doesn't matter. That should not be a barrier to reaching your goals. If you can blame your company for, or your customers for you're not getting to your goal, then I want you to get another job. It's up to you to reach your goals, no matter what. These are things that are super important to you, right? Have them written down. Something that is meaningful to you, that matters, that's measurable, right? Have those three, and write them down and write why it's important that you have this happen. Look and see where you are year to date. If you're not where you thought you'd be at this point, then you've got to look and redouble your efforts to figure it out. So, Here's one way to do that. Step number two, I want you to examine your hourly rate. You're like, what? I don't sell by the hour. Of course you don't. Good for you. But I want you to take, find out what it is you're currently worth per hour. Here's how you do that. Take your income for the last six months through June the 30th. Total income, bonus, all that kind of stuff. And I want you to divide it by a thousand. Divide it by a thousand. So my assumption is you have probably worked a thousand hours between January the 1st and June the 30th. That would be 40 hours a week for 25 weeks. 40 hours a week for 25 weeks, that makes a thousand hours. So divide the money you've made so far by a thousand hours. If you work more hours than that, then divide it by the bigger number. But let's say if you've made $100,000 so far this year and you've worked a thousand hours, that means your time's worth about a hundred bucks an hour. Know what that number is. Why is that important? Because you need to figure out if you want to make more money, you either got to work more hours or you need to do the stuff that's higher value. You either got to work more hours or do the stuff that's higher value. So what kind of stuff is high? Nobody wants to work more hours. I get it. So what kind of stuff is higher value, right? Here's what's not higher value. Check in your email. Um, calling on um, people that are already buying all their stuff from you. Um, hanging around the office. Most meetings aren't worth a damn, especially internal meetings. When your buddy calls you, that is zero time, right? That's worth zero. What I want you to think about the higher value things you can do are prospect for new business. Go get new money. I get it. You got to service existing accounts to keep them there. Yes, you do. But I want you to feel like, all right, I want you to know that you've got to do some higher value things too. You need to plan. That's a much higher value activity. I want you to prospect for new business, get in front of new people. That is a high value activity. Get rid of the stuff that is low value, or at least put it off or delegate it. 
One of the things I had to do about 18 months ago, I found myself spending a ton of time doing um, organizing, putting together my stuff for class, editing my podcast, all this kind of stuff. And it was taking a ton of time. And that is worth very, I'm supposed to be doing stuff that's worth a thousand bucks an hour or more. And what I found myself, that's something I could pay somebody else a hell of a lot less to go do, right? So now I have my assistant, Cheryl, whom, whom I pay to do that stuff for me. So that frees me up to do the thousand dollar stuff. A lot of us though, we can just stop doing some of the crap that's not worth anything. How much time do you spend wasted on social media every day? And I don't mean, you know, sure you're gonna go on LinkedIn. Don't just be a lurker when you're on LinkedIn, reach out to people either post articles for yourself or comments or reach out to people, comment on their stuff, send them direct messages. I'd like to talk to you sometime. Use that time productively. Think about what can I do that's worth $1,000 an hour and get and either stop doing or delegate or move on from the stuff that's worth less. Number three, this is all part of increasing your hourly rate as well. Examine your client list. Who are you working with currently? Who are the people that are calling you? I'm going to tell my squirrels, deer, and elephant story. Many of you have heard it. Many of you can tell it, but it's important. So I want you to listen to the story. A man lives out in the woods. He's got to feed his family. He says there are a lot of squirrels in the woods. And he gets up in the morning, he walks all day, and he shoots five or six squirrels. And he comes back, and he skins them and cleans them and cooks them and feeds his family one meal. Gets up the next day, walks all day, shoots five or six squirrels, comes back, skins them, cleans them, cooks them, feeds his family one meal. Day three, day four, day five go by. He says, man, this is bullshit. I'm working way too hard. Family's never getting full. I'm tired of this. I'm going to go kill an elephant because I can kill one of those and feed the family for two years. Next morning, he gets up, gathers all the stuff necessary to go kill an elephant. And he walks out the door and he's gone. A couple of days go by and his son says, man, I don't know when dad's coming back. There are no elephants nearby. They're hard to kill. He's as likely to get killed by one as kill one himself. I don't know how he'll drag it back. Hell, we don't know how to cook elephant meat. Son says there are a lot of deer in the woods too. So he gets up, goes out that afternoon, grabs his rifle, climbs a tree, gets lucky the first day, shoots a deer, drags it back, skins it, cleans it, able to feed the family for two weeks. Goes out 10 days later, shoots another deer. Think about, I know you're already ahead of me. Think about your current clients and your prospects as squirrels, deer, and elephants. Nothing wrong with any of them. Elephants are the giant ones. You take a long time to close. They could be a real pain in the ass, right? But you get them closed. Maybe you brag about them. The first thing they'll ask you to do is called scope creep. They'll ask you to give them some stuff for free, which you gladly do to preserve the fingers up relationship, right? And the next thing they do is they'll ask for more and more and more. And then they'll ask you for a price concession. Meanwhile, you're ramping up, trying to take care of them, do everything you possibly can. Maybe it's, maybe it's six months or two years later, but eventually they're going to get rid of you. They're going to call you and say, hey, listen, we've had some of your competitors call us and you're charging us $10. They say they can help us for eight. Can you help us? And maybe, maybe you decide to take the price cut, but then you're running ragged and you can't keep up. Your service by definition is going to go down. You don't have time to prospect for anybody else. You're kind of stuck in the suck wheel. So your next phone call you get is your service sucks and they fire you and then you're stuck. You got run over by the suck wheel. Squirrels are the tiny ones. They're probably calling you. They're 
nice folks. Maybe they're the ones you started with and they need your help badly, but they take a lot of time. And even though maybe you're making big margin on these folks, 50%, 100%, 200%, it's not a lot of dollars. And if you go back and examine the hours you're spending with them, you realize, holy shit, this ain't worth it. This is not worth it. Here are the ones in the middle. They're right in your sweet spot. There need to be hundreds, if not thousands of them in your marketplace to count them as deer, right? And I want you to think about this. If I had somewhere between, everybody's business is different, somewhere between say 12 and 50 or 100 deer, you'd have a really, really nice business, right? You wouldn't go begging at all. So I want you to, so now that we've said that, deer, they can be right in your sweet spot. They're right where you want to be. You can handle them right the way they are. Where are you spending your time now? How many deer do you have in your book? What percentage of your book are deer? See, each of these squirrels will bring you more squirrels. They'll refer you for more squirrels, right? Deer will refer you to more deer. So if you find that you're getting lots of referrals, but they're all tiny, small ones, you might want to look back at your book and realize, holy shit, I built a book full of squirrels. This is not helping me. I know it sounds cruel. Fire them. Raise your prices on them, especially the ones that are a total pain in the ass. And you know who I'm talking about. They're a pain in the ass. Just stop calling them back. Let them go. Triple your price, quadruple your price, whatever it is. Let them fire you. It's okay. You are not the right fit for everybody. These folks, you're having to service them, take care of them. It's costing you more money than it's worth. I mean, if some of these guys, one or two or three or five or 50 were to call you and say, hey, man, I got to go somewhere else. And they're all your squirrels. And that happened over a six month period. Would you be sad? The answer is I would hope not. I would hope that you would say, hell yes, this frees me up to go after the ones I should be working with that desperately need my help that can pay me that I don't have to kill myself to service. Think about your squirrels that are paying the ass. You're, you probably got an elephant or two in your book. Nothing wrong with them. I don't suggest you fire them, but recognize them for what they are. They are a ticking time bomb is what they are. So I want you to, instead of going out and firing your elephant, I want you to realize I need to dilute this elephant. I need to bring more deer into my book so that this elephant no longer has so much control over me. And it's, you're right, it's going to be hard because the elephant's demanding a lot from you. It is up to you. It's super important right now that you get your ass out there and go find new deer clients to dilute this elephant who's going to go away. If you haven't had an elephant leave you in the lurch yet, just know you hadn't been in business long enough because it's going to happen. Four, I want you to examine your prospect list. How many names are on it? If I were to call you today, and say, show me the top 200 people in your prospect list, how long would it take you to get that list? How about if I said the top 50? How long would it take you to get that list? Most of you, if you've got a list of 50 prospects and you work them effectively on phone and networking, you know, by networking and your telephone and drop bys and that kind of stuff, that's plenty of people. If you have 50, right? If you have 50 every 50 new ones every three months. For most of it, that's pretty damn good. Do you have a list? Do you have their phone numbers? What's your cadence for calling them? 
if you look at that list of the size of those people, are they deer? How many of them are deer customers for you? How many would be right in your sweet spot versus how many of these are tiny, small ones or giant ones? It'd be nice to have, but they're going to take a long damn time to close. Be real with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. If you're struggling with your prospect list, one way, one place you may find more prospects, look in your dead files. Look in the files that you had for somebody that people that you called on years ago or a year ago or six months ago that went nowhere. Pick up the phone and call them back. My guess is for most of us, there's probably $100,000 worth of business in your damn dead files. Don't forget that. Go back through and look and see who'd you talk to. Maybe a deal that didn't work, went somewhere else. Who cares? Pick up the phone and call them back. Hey, last time we talked, you might say, you guys decided to go a different direction. What happened? Is there something you and I need to be talking about now? Simple phone call. Not that hard. Engage in conversations with people. Examine your prospect list. Go find better prospects. Look on LinkedIn. Look in wherever it is you find business. Create a list of at least 50 people, names, phone numbers. Don't be doing it on the fly. Take some time, create the list, then you can get to work, which is step five, get to work. We've examined our goals. We've examined our hourly rate, which is how we're going to get to our goals. We have then examined our client list, who we're working with currently. Where do I need to spend more time? Where do I need to spend less time, right? Now I want you to examine your prospect list. Where are you going? Is How strong is this? Or a bunch of bullshit names and phone numbers you're never going to call. You're not even sure they're real. Number five is get to work, right? Prospect. If there's nothing out, people are like, oh, everybody's at the beach. Nobody's around this summer. I'm just telling you, if you prospect today and you prospect through July and August and September, you will have an absolutely crusher of a fourth quarter. The work you're doing today is what's going to pay you in 90 days. The seeds you're planting today are what's going to pay you in 90 days. If you want to guarantee you've got a shitty third and fourth quarter, why don't you take July and August off? Say to yourself and anybody else, well, nobody's answering the phone. Nobody's doing business this time of year. Remember I call the period between Thanksgiving and New Year's National Screw-Off Month. I think it happens again in July and sometimes in August. Oh, nobody's answering the phone. I want you to pick up the phone, set appointments with people, cold call people, drop by and visit them. It's a great time to catch people who are not on vacation to have lunch and have business conversations with them, right? Work on your network. Where are other, where are other people who are calling on the same people you do but aren't your competitors? What are they doing to find new business? How can you help them? Who is it that you know that they need to meet? And you can ask them, if I help you do this, will you help me with the same? I do this for you. Will you do this for me? Think about the strategic alliances, the people, like I said, that are calling on the same folks that you do that aren't a competitor of yours. Think about those people that are influencers, that know a lot of people, that somebody would, they can be a good recommender. 
Think about some of your existing clients that love you. Call them and ask them for referrals. Call them, ask them for introductions. Those of you that paid attention on LinkedIn and some other social media last week, you realize I have a um, have a thing I'm giving away. It's how to get is the how to get better introductions. It's the C-suite introduction blueprint. If you are struggling with how do I get to these higher level folks and you want to know how to do how to get these referrals introductions, I've got a template that we've been doing a bunch of work on, a bunch of research on, and it's paying off. It's working really well. If you want a copy of this um, C-suite intro introduction blueprint, send me an email, walker at walkermckay.com. In the subject line, all it has to say is C-suite. It's a great tool you can use to get referrals, introductions to the people you want to meet that you can't get to through a cold call. If you stretch your legs right now and nail down and say, I'm going to prospect for, I'm going to block an hour a day and make phone calls, an hour. And if somebody calls you, if let's pretend you're going to start at 930 in the morning, somebody calls you at 932, let them go to voicemail. If they call you at 945, let them go to voicemail. Call them back at, if you start at 9.30, call them back at 10.31. Calling somebody back within 59 minutes, them leaving you a message, that's really damn good customer service, unless you drive a fire truck or an ambulance. And if that's the case, okay, don't make your prospecting calls. Answer the damn phone. Block an hour a day, four days a week, because you're going to screw up one of them, Right make the damn put everything else aside your service calls your everything else and make prospecting calls that will grow your business i tell people there are three keys to success in sales to improve your game number one is your behavior which is the goals that you have right and then your plan and then your actions that's number one number two are your beliefs in yourself your company and your marketplace Beliefs is where we have our, um, we make all excuses. Well, it's the wrong time of year, or nobody's going to talk to me this time of year, or nobody wants to buy from us. That's your bullshit excuses up there in your beliefs. And then the last part is your approach, right? How do I approach? This is your sales system. It's your strategy. It's your system. It's your tactics, right? And what I'll tell you is a lot of people want to focus on the, on the approach. I make my living on people that want to focus on the approach. It's all good, right? But I will tell you that I would rather, if I had a salesperson who sucked at their approach, but they were really good at making calls and they were fearless and they would prospect and they would call and ask for introductions and they would call and, um, and ask for referrals and they would make cold calls and they would drop in on people, but they sucked at their approach. I'd rather have one of those guys on my team than 10 who were kick-ass at approach, but wouldn't pick up the phone. Be the one who outworks people. Start with the, with the, start with the behavior, the calls you make, the meetings you set. Start there. If you're struggling right now or you feel like you're a little bit lost, go back to your behavior. Before that, look at your goals. What's driving you? Why does it matter that you do anything more? If you don't have a real strong reason why, 
you need to do, why you need to buckle down and do this, then it's going to be harder. Me? I got a lot. All right, I got my number one son going to college this fall. It's very, very expensive. Everybody told me that, but now I'm writing the checks. It sucks. If I don't, if I don't work and continue to prospect and grow my business, it's going to be harder and harder to send one to college, much less two. And that one's coming up fast. I also have got a couple of trips planned that I want to take. No excuses, right? In order for me to do that, I got to grow my business. I got to do the hard shit that I don't want to do either, but I do it anyway. You know why? Because I've got goals I've got to reach. Those of you listened to my podcast last, last week, I got bills I got to pay. I got debt I got to pay off because of some mistakes I made in the past. It's okay. So, number one, examine your goals. Why are you doing what you're doing? Where are you on your year-to-date goals? If you're behind, why is that? What do you need to fix? Number two, examine your hourly rate. What are you actually worth per hour? Take your total um, incomes year to date, divide it by a thousand. If that's the number of hours you've worked, 26, 25 weeks times 40 hours a week, and then figure out if you want to make more money, I got to do higher, higher value things, prospecting, planning. I will tell you staying in shape is a high value thing. Low value things is chasing money, collecting money. That sucks. Doing paperwork. Got to do it. It sucks. Make sure you're spending at least a part of your day every day doing the shit that grows your business because you can get caught up in paperwork and bullshit all the time. Number three, examine your client list. Who are you currently working with? Where are you spending most of your time? Is that the most profitable place you can spend it? Who are the deer that you need to be calling on? Who are the squirrels that you probably need to fire or raise prices on or have a different agreement with? that maybe you pass them off to somebody else in your office. Maybe somebody else can handle them instead of you. Give them to the new guy. They'll love to be busy. If they really suck, recommend them to your competitor, the one you hate the most. That's the place where you need to spend your time. Next, I want you to examine your prospect list. Who are you calling on? Oh, well, if you, do you have 50 names with phone numbers and the person, the contact person? If you don't, stop everything Create your list so you know what the hell you're doing. Are they dear, right? Are they in your sweet spot? Make sure of that. Call 50 deer. You can have elephants in your prospect list. One or two, you're always going to have them. What I hope is that your definition of an elephant changes over time. Maybe what's a maybe what's a uh, an elephant you now elephant for you now becomes a deer at some point in the future. Who are you calling on? Are you calling on the right people or are you just bullshitting around? And the last thing, get to work. Pick up the phone, set meetings, network with people, build strategic alliances, call your existing customers, ask for introductions to other people they know that you need to meet. If you guys can do, when you, nobody has sales team, do these five things, you will have the best fourth quarter you've ever had. If you don't do these things, maybe you'll get lucky. It's not sustainable. Think about if you had the guts, don't you wish maybe you were six months ago banging the phone. 
Just know the work you do now is going to pay you in 90 days and 180 days. And just because somebody's not ready to buy from you now, their whole world will change in 90 to 180 days. Stay in touch with people. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales. No BS Sales team, I appreciate you guys very much. You're great to work with. I love the responses I'm getting from y'all. We gave a, we sent out 190 to date of these um, of the uh, C-suite blueprint, network blueprint, which is huge. Um, if you know somebody else that wants to get better at getting introductions to the C-suite, to the people that are hard to reach, have them reach out to me, walker at walkermckay.com. In the, in the um, subject line, just put um, C-suite, and I will send them back, or Cheryl will send them back a, um, this free blueprint that they can have to go make more money. Thank you very much. Go get them. This is the time to press the gas pedal, not to lay off and lay up.